pump hose for three quarters of a block to a hydrant, turn it on, and nothing came out. And the city guy said that hasn't worked in years. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean, to me, if to it's me, my house on fire and and uh, the city knows my hydrant doesn't work for my house and it burns like ground, there's probably going to be a, some questions happening. So, I think it's important. Go ahead, Dave. What you well, to me, if I had to it shouldn't even come up before the council. Yeah. It should be fixed. Right. It's like going to an ambulance call and having a broken O2 tank. Yeah. You yeah. Know? We don't have any oxygen, but you know. Yeah. You know that's it, it's just um. It just needs. We got a lot of them that work really good, and we got a handful that don't work at all, and we just need to resolve those. And um, clear back when uh, Jack was around, I I I've asked I asked Jack as long. The hydrants on North State Road. <clears throat> if you drive around, there's a big cap that you hook the truck onto. You know, we're going to be in the street. The hydrants here and the house is there. It's facing the house. So, unless we're going to park the fire truck to the hydrant house, which we're probably not going to do, or we're going to string a bunch of heavy hose around and hook onto that hydrant, they're designed to be hooked onto the street and they need to be turned. All you do is unbolt them and turn. It's not that big a deal. I've asked many times, back, I said when Jack was here, and my answer that I got was, they face that way for a reason, because that's where the main's at. I really don't care where the main's at. <laughs> I need to be able to hook onto a fire truck. You put hard suction on it. Yeah, if you're going to put hard suction, you're not going to make that corner. Because you got better ones than I've seen. Yeah, well, yeah. So, it, you know, um, just, those, just those few things that need to be addressed. I'm, I'm not telling it's uh, um, something that's easy, but it's not that hard to take care of this problem. What's your number? How many numbers do you think there is? Um, well, there's there's a, a handful of North State Road that basically this need to be unbolted and, and you just turn the hydrant. It's not like you have to dig it up or anything. But there's uh, there's some in here. I wish that was more prepared on the numbers, but there's one in here that doesn't even have a location um or an amount of, that flows but um, there's several that are under five you know like 9th street 100 gallons a minute there's um uh, 5th street 100 gallons a minute um up by swallers i'm gonna take that's probably on crescent park drive 240. um what's their fix on getting them um that pressure to inadequate pressure well if you're comfortable if, with um, if it's if it's an issue with the hydrant itself not flowing it because it's not opening all the way, or hooked onto a two inch main isn't very good either. But there's some of them hooked up that way. Right. You know, we need to start looking at a little infrastructure in town. If you've got a street, you're going to tear up, and you're going to tear that whole street out. I mean, it's just crazy not to tear up the water and sewer to fix it way up the street. Out. Right. I mean, we're going to have to start sometime or another. On these little water mains that we have, you know, that this two-inch water main feeding the truck that's putting a uh, thousand gallons a minute out, we're gonna collapse it <laughs> if we start pulling water off of it. You'll collapse a lot of lines. You'll collapse a lot of lines if we don't uh, start looking at the fact that if you're gonna redo a street, you know, I know we're I know we're trying to fix up our town and make it beautiful, and that's all fine and dandy. But infrastructure of our community is important, and that's water and sewer lines. I know we have issues with infiltration in our sewer lines, but when you got the street tore up, I, 
you know, looking to digging it up. And at least if you got to do a couple blocks and hook on a six inch band to a four inch, at least sometime you can continue to hook on to it. I just, uh, um, when it comes to my job and the other 24 firemen, you know, it's, we're trying to save a house or a building down on Main Street, we need some water flow. I, I think insurance comes into play on this thing. It, too, it does. I know when you, when I built this house, they asked me how close I am to the nearest fire hydrant. Yeah. In our, my class, our ISO rating, which we got to go through and get all that done, yeah. um, is it's bases your homeowners insurance in your community. And that's uh, how, how good of equipment do you have? How big your firemen are trained? I'm going to get them for a minute your trucks uh, pump and also how good your hydrants flow. And if they looked at some of these, and it's probably going to be a good comment. I mean, it's probably going to be good to know that. But, <clears throat> you know, this is something that uh, in the office, when they got some spare time to start an area of town and work around the map. And then uh, that valve on top where we turn the hydrant on, if you just you know, buy some orange, red. I don't have that chart. I can't remember the other colors, like four colors that we'd fall in. Maybe not even that, because some of ours don't flow over a thousand, but you just paint that top. And then, then it's an indicator to us that that hydrant Flows that much water approximately, or within a range, it could be 500 to 1,000 or something. But at least you know it's a good iron. I think if you start painting the whole iron, somebody's down and say, Well, why is my grader yellow? Whatever you know, <laughs> but it's just it's just something we didn't do. So, that's good to be a family. Anybody got any questions on that? Uh, any suggestions other than fixing? Well, first, let's uh, get this one of these. Well, yes. the one that, the, the, uh, that was just something I pulled off of uh, Feld's, I think it's Feld's website. Um, I can have a salesman come in and talk to Scott or somebody or rely on you guys for, to, for, uh, to get the type of program right. that you really want. Well, I mean, uh, get you the information that we want. Yeah, I'll talk to the city guys too, and then and we can, then we talked about it one other day. Um, making sure we get what the city needs to do the job. That was just that was just a quick. I pulled it up off the internet one day to give you a general idea. I mean, fifteen or eighteen hundred dollars. I mean, that's I just well spent money. Yeah, we'll just we'll just get one. Yeah, I'll I'll get a hold of Feld and have a guy come around that knows a little about them and. And, and get some suggestions. Yeah, I, I can talk to Dean. I got his number. I can call him, and, and we can go over that with. Uh, and we don't have to buy from Bell. That's just that's why it's used. I mean, there's other companies, but they all use pretty much the same equipment, so they're out of Carol. But so if you get to Bell, then you got somebody to fix it. Yep. Or... Close, somebody to fix it. Hopefully. So Scott, is this something that we have to bring up to a vote? Then, or and it's just part part of doing business. As I said, go ahead and proceed with it. And then we can talk about the replacing the ones on that list. I mean, because I think I know there's like 10 that are low. Yeah, there's a lot of low ones. I think that needs to be talked about. Yeah, amongst us. We need a priority list. Yeah, priority list is start with the bad ones and work your way up to. And like I said, if Dean's got questions, he can contact me and we can go over that stuff like the North State Red. I talked to him a little bit about it once, but it was coming up on winter time. And I know it's not probably a good time of year to try to do that, but just 
but trying to be able to take care of. How long is it, how long of time does you think that it would take to if it's well first off, how available are hydrants? You know, if they're like anything else in this country, I don't know how soon you can get one. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, start with a start with the really bad ones, replace them, and then maybe every year we can do a little little maintenance on some of these that are a little slower and we're gonna know more when we get a good flow test on them. Right. You know, maybe the flow test we have is all that accurate, but these digital ones, they should be okay. pretty straightforward on uh so we get this machine and then check the hydrants and we'll know which one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, double we'll check all them. know them. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them might be like, what do you say that main is up by the school? Like, that's really bad. Or, okay. Is that a yeah? There's a two inch. Two inch on Ninth Street, and then about two. That mean. So you got too much main up there with like Jacobson Seed and Denny's and some of these big places. Yeah. Citizen engagement, everything going on in our city, like for volunteers. 
Yeah, you know, and, and whether it's that or, yeah, or just keeping people informed in of what's going on, but trying to get them engaged in in, uh, in city activities. So volunteers, actually, is an important part of that, too. Those community club have, what, 80-some associate members that kind of hopefully come on sometimes to volunteer. It's tough. It is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what do you do about it. Yeah. You, you, you know as well as I do, or... Everybody, I guess, does. You got the same group that's trying to do everything and you get burned out. Yes, it happens. 80% of the work's done by 20% of the people. The 80 20 rule, yep. Yeah. One thing in regards to this that is budget related, and it's it's been talked about and it didn't be included in the in our recent discussions, is technology for the for the city council change. Have have you watched the video online? To, to know what it looks like and really what it sounds like, maybe more than anything else, the sound is really poor. It's terrible. And especially if somebody's up there. Right. Yeah. And of course, there's ways that, that we can address that and, and get some much higher quality um, AV equipment in here. It's just a um, matter of the county's got some COVID money they're using to upgrade theirs. Yeah. And their supervisors. That's available to us. Uh, we we do have COVID money. When we talk about ARPA, that's uh, that's the COVID money. Okay. Point six million or something. <laughs> they, uh, a little bit more than we did. We got out like one hundred seventy one thousand. <clears throat> but I do think, Scott, when you're talking about that, if you're talking about citizen engagement, you want to have better results for. The council meetings and the video equipment and everything else is probably not something that's that far off. If we got COVID money we could use to spend on something like that, I think it's important. And it's, you know, whether it's COVID money, general fund money, whatever. I mean, right. we, we have funds that, that we could. Uh, would that would that tie into, I think you've seen somewhere in here, I know I've seen somewhere in this thing about city hall improvements. Would that be under the same category? I mean, sure could be. It's, it's, uh, it's just been brought up before really as a standalone issue about technology in the council. And you saw that even at the last council meeting, boy, if the batteries go dead on these things, you get a terrible, terrible sound. Out. And uh, and it, I don't know that the, the microphone system does a whole lot for folks who are watching it on. Um, the when we, when we zoom, that's the speaker that we use for Zoom. So we I know we get lots of comments from people on Zoom that if John or if I'm talking. Oh, um, you can hear fine. Hear just fine. But yeah, as you especially as you work part of the way, you just can't. So. We'll we'll do a little bit of checking for that then too. Couple of the other things that that I highlighted, and I really do want folks to just highlight uh, issues that are important to you too. Drainage project on on Highway 175. Um, I guess what does that mean to everybody? And and uh, yeah, what does that mean? And, I, I, my thoughts on it. I think we need to start on the north side of 175, and that's pertaining to the farmer. DOT, you know, 
you can't compound the issue, you know, keep dumping water down there on the south side of 175 without having somewhere to go. I think we need to start there before we start dumping more water into it. Wasn't DGR going to take an elevation? Yeah, so I've asked them for elevation about going back going north, north. Back over north here. West. Yeah. Larry Hauser has an intake in the middle of his field, not, not very far into the field, right. 50 to 75 feet in the field. Mm -hmm. It don't go to the north. He's draining it south into the ditch. Where's that ditch going? Underneath Bobby Moore's driveway, right down into that bottom, and flooding his field down there. Yep. I mean, he's yeah. compounding his own troubles. I thought that went to the Indian Creek, but yeah. it doesn't. It's, it don't. It comes, you can see it. It's dumping right into the ditch. It's just 75 feet from where the intake is. Uh, Larry had given me tile maps out there. There's a tile that goes straight north, parallels the east fence of the old sewer plant. Yeah. And it's there. Because we add to the thing six or an eight. I mean, that was, I think, an eight. It's just pretty, pretty small. So it's an egg tile. Because we, we had the uh, engineer explore that option about utilizing that to drain out about 20. It's undersized. So my question on this drainage project on Highway 175, is that a city issue or is that a state issue draining their road? Yep, that's, uh, um, I tell you, nobody really wants to. Or a joint issue. I'm, yeah, I don't nobody know. really wants to jump on it. Uh, for sure, the drainage tiles that are there are, are not a county drainage district, for sure. Um, you're talking with the DOT, they don't claim any ownership of that tile that drains from that area north to Indian Creek, but they have maintained it in the past, it's said. Um, so it's just kind of a, just a, nobody wants to jump on and say it's their responsibility. And, and I think they compounded, you know, back years ago when the, the train viaduct was underneath there, we used to have ditches that ran to the north by the by train viaduct, and when they, Closed all that in. Now there's drainage off each side of the highway, and it's coming down out lot 20. Yeah. It, it, it's they haven't helped us at all. On it. So, and go ahead. I'm, sorry. I'm just yeah. That's I mean they. I think they've compounded our problems. Well, didn't they more kind of approach us on that where that where they turn in. They've got that drainage there. Now that's back it up on or at their so at their new shop area, the old shop area, yes. Where they base the DOT basically dug that big pothole right mm -hmm. there in the mm -hmm. in the ditch. You know, Moore's would like to fill that in and put and put a solid pipe through there, fill that in. Didn't they do that once, Tim, twelve years ago? Boy. and then dug it back out. I they, thought that was all solid across there at one time. I don't know. You're talking about mid-state? Yeah, mid between mid-states and the old driveway. But uh, it wouldn't surprise anybody they did that. Well, they did something not too long ago. No. I think they would say that two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, two or three yeah, years ago. They, they, they cleaned it out and then they yeah. cleaned it farther to the east yeah. Yeah. behind the building or to the north side of the building. Yeah, that's just... Well, who do we contact to see if we're departing into... We can you know, yeah. certainly work with yeah. the, the DOT to see if there's if they would be interested in working a joint project with us. You know, I showed you the, the map of just running a, a new dedicated line out there and showed you the cost of that. Of course, it's pretty hefty cost. Um, 
just that when when we would would look at that uh there's opportunities there uh to finance it mainly i mean finance financing it with tiff funds i mean if, if we would truly identify this as a priority project there's there's funds that we could utilize that for because we're not hopefully we don't have to do the water line out to evacuate okay so <clears throat> Shaven has filled that all and leveled that all, cleaned that all up. Yeah. You know, that was that, that used to be a wetlands. Did he do something to get that changed? Because I remember when Onstops tried to do that to the east of Mid States, you know, they got stopped okay. years ago. So did Shaven, you know, and I know they can do trade offs. They did Shaven do something like that? Do we know? They did. So it's that. But Jeff talked about that. West part of that, where they filled it in, they want to leave that as a wetland. Okay. And let some of that water that comes from Main Street dumps down there. They talked about, and even Tommy Schrader Jr. said that they want to leave that as a. But if they keep putting buildings up, they, they're going to have to do something with that water. Right. Because they're the suffering up to anybody else. Well, I think what Dale's talking about, mid stage for dumping cement to the east of the buildings there, oh, they were parking and, oh, yeah. and they got stopped. Uh -huh. No, because Jeff said it wasn't, DNR didn't recognize it as a wetland. Even Ben said that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. So I mean, I'm glad. I, yeah. I just thought maybe they did something yeah. that's, you know, because you can swap that stuff out. Because yeah, he claimed DNR never said it was a marsh. It, it just looked like one. So, so you don't think they didn't stop it? You don't think the county would go off with us on this? Or? <clears throat> the county, I would give you almost an absolute no. It'd be a DOT issue one day. Can we get a CDBG grant like Clinton did for some water? It's an it'd be an eligible project. It's just not a big enough project to to work through the CDPG program. You know, really. The cost was what 170,000 or something like that for a for a dedicated line out to the creek. And where would where was he proposing that at? Down in the bottom there. Yeah, basically from wash? from the car wash area, straight northeast, a two foot tile or something. Yeah, I think they proposed a 2432. Now, if we if we did something like that, we'd have to would, would we or would we not have to allow Larry to tie into it? Because we, we got to work with Larry on the easement mm -hmm. to get to his property. So I'm sure that'd be part of the deal. Larry wouldn't see any reason why he wouldn't want to. Yeah, no, he'd encourage us to do sure. but sure, absolutely. He'd be really excited about that. Um, Larry, Larry's Larry's really good with with the notes, and a shorter route might actually go through some of Steve Watson's land, and Steve's not been receptive. Because that, in in my mind, that ties a little bit into the the next item that was scored there about drainage project at Camp Crescent, about getting that that area. Say at least the, the northeast part of, of Camp Crescent to drain to drain under Crescent Park Drive and, and keep draining to the north and then drain a lot of Crescent Park Drive there. You know, keep draining that to the north if, if possible. Um, we've asked uh, DGR, the engineer, for to uh, to come shoot the campground. They've asked them to do that and, and they haven't, uh, of course, been able to get here to do that yet. But uh, that'll be on the north phone. I would like to. I ask them to shoot the whole campground. If it's whether whether it's drainage to the north or it's working on this uh, potential new projects there over in uh, new concrete pads or whatever. And when we get to that point in the campground talk, that was going to be something I was going to bring up because 
if you drive by there and look, and you, everybody drives by there, you can whatever road that is, Third Street, right by Third Street, and you can see how much higher the street's probably two foot higher than the campground. You know what I mean? Where it comes down, if we could start, and I don't know, but if we get them to shoot this, if we could start filling in from that side and have a natural slope all the way to the lake before we start pouring all these cement pads in there start working it that way for a long-term project. So when we're all said and done, everything drains somewhere. Mm. Does that make sense? Nice. I think it'll that be a, right it, way. it does. It's huge undertaking because the campground's been flooded since they built it. That thing. It, well, it's, it's a drench well site. That's the old drench yeah, well, well site. Right, so right, so they didn't put enough dirt in there. But, but you're not, but, you, but we can't raise it above the street. Oh, or you can, but then it's going to flow off into the street. Right. But I'm saying, before we start putting more cement pads and digging everything up, we should get a long-term plan of, of, all right, let's start with lots 91 to 84 and 83 to 77, get them filled up so they drain, you know what I'm saying? Or lots three to 17, get them filled up so that starts draining away and starting a certain spot of the campground and making the cement pads and putting the electric stuff in there. So every so we don't have this issue like we got in the A7 and that area. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, it does, especially up there in that 91 to 77 area. I think there's opportunities there to address that. And yeah, and, and that, you know, some of it drained to the north, some drained to the north. Right. I mean, it might, <clears throat> if we get a complete shot of the campground, our elevations of the campground. And we know because what which ones is she proposing or what was the proposing one she it's, wanted to update now? Yeah, 37, excuse me, 28 through 47. Just did you come in in the end? Yeah, you know, so we don't know how low or high that is, but if we hypothetically go in and build that up, now we've created issues for 27 and 26 where we need to start somewhere else maybe and build it up first to get to that. Am I explaining that the right way? Is everybody following what I'm trying to say? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, it's probably the right direction. Then we just have to shoot the whole campground. Shoot the whole campground so we know what we got and then see where we can go from it. I, I I tell you what, I'm really nervous about the A the A ones that was just put in, and I'm not so sure about the other ones that are on the cement pads. The B ones, they might be so low that. We might have to figure out how to drain around. Wasn't A16 the one they we think screwed up to put it too low? A2 is the one that doesn't drain, right? A2. So on that, Dale, and we've had this discussion about that one drainage style that's there in the elevation of it at the high water mark of the left. Right. That's yeah. the top of the outlet. Yep. Yep. And that's that's true. So, so anytime the water's going over the outlet or up to the outlet, that towel's not going to drain. And I do not know if the DNO, I mean, I don't think they could put it any higher. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. I mean, that because they hardly had any fall the way it was. If, I think Chewy told me they had an inch and 100 feet. Yeah. You know, so we might be better off taking that drain tile and going to the north across the road or dumping it into a storm sewer with all this stuff here. Yeah. But I don't know that till we get an elevation shot in there. I'm going off of 27 years of living there and watching which way the water flows when it rains when we're sitting outside. 
shots then figure out which ones we start with and move forward that way we might not want to start with the 37 to 47 or whatever numbers we might want to start with 3 to 27. Mm -hmm. so so if they take this they shoot this and will they make recommendations what we should do then or well, how do, or do we yeah. since they're engineering it or do we I don't want to say guess, but you know we bet guess a little we bit. We can't guess. We we need then we need somebody to tell us. All right, this is how much dirt we need here to get it to flow which way. Yeah. So I, mean, I think is what you're asking, right? Yeah. I thought Long shot some elevations years ago. He did. You know when they did the, did the other section. Yeah. You know, he he shot the midsection of the of okay. the mm -hmm. and that area there. You know it it drains okay. It, you know, get to the to the real high water times, and it still has problems. But that area but, there drains over to the 120 to 123B, and then there's that channel that runs through there, goes towards the lake, like by L L and L K and L J. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, and then it, there's a, a ditch right by the sand volleyball courts. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I remember the time camping in site one fifty nine and stepping out when it came to doors that couldn't have one. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So yeah. Let's get those elevations done first. I, I yeah, and I yeah. think I think the campground's a valuable asset to our community and worth sticking money back into it. And it is something that we need to do right and have a premier campground moving forward. And we thought we did it right because we had the engineers want to do that along the fence. Yeah, but we didn't follow the engineer's specs. Nope. You want to see the plans? Right, right. If we I didn't. got them. Uh, you know, because I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you at all, Dale. Because when it comes down to it, and came time to set rate, you know, all of a sudden in the plan was uh, contractor sets rate. Yeah, and they they dug it out. Instead of hauling all the dirt in with the original engineer plans talked about. And a whole lot of dirt out. A lot of dirt out. A lot of dirt. It was piled up. And the silence piled right there. And so I know that we did that, and that was my question at the last time. We didn't follow this engineered plan when we did A1 through 16, because when we bid it, 
when the city bid it, they bid it to the contractor grade, and they made it the easiest for them to haul all that dirt in to make the water flow away. Well, I want to do about that right now. No, that's why I don't want to make the same mistake again. Right. Is what I'm getting. At. So let's get the elevation done. Mm -hmm. I think we have to put this off that really. Well, and we almost have to do that because we didn't start taking reservations anyway, right? Huh. April 15th for 2014. Yeah, if we if we do a project, it'd be for 23. Okay. Okay. So, so although as we, we if we have to hold off for 24, is what we're talking about. Right. Yeah, that is 20, it'd be a 24 project. If, if we don't make a decision by this April, it becomes a 24 project, which is okay with me. Yeah. Well. And, I'm fine. It depends how soon we get the elevations to get a plan in place. Yeah. If, if <laughs> so far they'd still be able to come shoot it if if they get a crew down here. Of course, because there's no snow, but otherwise, boy, if it snows, it won't snow. Right. Um, while we're talking um, campground, though, let's uh, just a little update on the lakefront lots about about turning those in, oh, into 50 amp. Um, 50 amperes, and we have, we'll work with DGR about, about uh, the, the load study. Make okay. sure that part's done first, the load yeah. study, so that we can. And that's where we're at right now. Sufficient. Yeah. Be able to uh, get that analysis done of the uh, existing uh, system, transformer sites, and do all that stuff. Which, which sites are all now or all 50 amp service? Um, I say it's a lot easier to say which ones are are not because, like, up here, Dale, we uh, 62, 62 yeah. to 76, 77 to 91, I think those are 30s. Lakefront's 30. Except for down, down there, I think, right about your, your down around your corner, you know, I think the whole thing's 30. That's just same way with like 124 to 130. I think, I think so. If I had one of them in their uh, brochures, they would tell us. Oh. So, Mike, okay, so while we're talking about that, so 1RR, that section, is that the is that where all the is that the section with the part? I, mean, I guess we refer to as a Harlem group of permanent ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It is, yeah, 150, 149. Where we had the transformer issues? Yes. And then we're all 50 amp services in there. Mm -hmm. yes. So do we, I know they put new transformers in twice this year, but then didn't have any issues after that. But is it a transformer size or what's the issue causing them transformers to blow if that was all redone? He changed some wires around. Jim did. Yeah. To feed I, yeah. Okay. He's, he's put the load on the trans on the transformers differently, and and had much better success. With it. Yep. So so when we do it on the next whatever phase we do, do we need to put in an additional transformer? Sure, absolutely. That's where we have to look at. Oh, so we're we're going to have this have an engineer really tell us. Okay. Just all of the transformers in there are are 50 amp transformers. Or there's some that are 37 and a half, and uh, 50 amp. That that certainly it's just residential size, you know. And and if it is that each one of those campers is pulling full 50 amps, we'll mm -hmm. tap that baby out. Right. And uh, 
So we'll we'll get this analysis done. I just don't be at all surprised to find out that the system's undersized. And because we, the wire we got buried is too small. Right. So um, they you thought the wire was probably okay. It's it's. Uh, I thought Jeff said some of the we put 50 amps on these are wires won't stand that low. Well, the wire there is generally four out wire. He said, which is is uh, about as good as what we do. Or. I don't remember what he said the next size up from that was because it's not a knot, it's a 400 wire or something like that. Um, and some of that is in there too. But he, he wasn't too concerned about the wiring, it's just uh, the transformer size. They could tile in the wires, he said, we don't have time. Well, I think, and they, they never have time, <laughs> but I think if we're I think everybody on this council is in agreement that we need to upgrade our campground. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. you know, so if we got to spend some money to put in a four out wire if we don't have it or a two out wire if we need to go to two just to service them down the road, then that's what we need to be looking at, right? Whether whether they don't if they don't have the time to do it, then when we come and replace our underground stuff in town, yeah, you know, well, everybody that have them do it. Sure. Isn't that legend or what's the name of did the boring for us then? <clears throat> TD and I has did all the work for us this year, and they were great. They were they were, they were great to work with, and God, they just got in and out. That was nice. It was quick. We uh, it and I tell you what, we uh, we bid that project in the spring, and TD and I, of course, of course, bid it out on uh, on the, their per unit cost, and then they just uh, they honored their per unit cost then for the entire season when they had them come back two other times. That worked out nice. We'll, we'll bid it out that way. They'll certainly so, get shot. So would we tie that in though to other projects at the same time that we that we need that? Or is there yeah, you know, and we we went through uh, a lot of those in regards. There are a lot of them in regards to the housing projects, but the one down there by the car wash, and there and then there's a couple other things that are that have got to be done. Bobby Terrell, did you want? I'm just saying that'd be the time we're going to bid it. Have it. Might get some competition there if they can do it. That's great. I'm not against that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll just spit it out again. Okay. Uh, That is a mystery in there, right? Not 70 amp, 50 amp, right? You know, they talked about 70s at some at some point. We've never done anything with 70s and 50 or it seems to be the same. I want that more than campers so There's some big suckers. They are. I mean so I guess why I guess I just thought that was a misprint, but if it's 70 amp someday, you know, well, if we're putting the main wire in there, if we have to do a different wire, we better make sure it's big enough for 20 years from now. Sure. That's the key. Um, next, what's the one above that? Water water pressure system in the northwest part of the town. Yeah, back up to the loop feed water main yeah. by the school. I mean, that's, okay. I, yep. I think that needs to be the priority. I mean, sure. we didn't have sufficient water to. They, and, and the pressure besides the volume. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts about what the next steps ought to be on that. You know, 
we have the initial engineering study and that's as far as we've gone with that. Um, I do have an engineering contract from, from B&K for this pressure system, but we've never proceeded forward with it. Just want to make sure that, that everybody's on, on board with that. I know you've talked about that before, Dale, about knowing whether there's some other options other than really just looking at that pressure system. And do you feel comfortable with the notion of using the pressure system or do you want to still be looking at other options or, or what? I think we would look at the pressure system. My biggest concern is some of that piping. We're talking about H and put a new set of pressure, I guess, and how much trouble we're going to have, which, I mean, if we're going to figure a project, we need to figure, I'd say, high on the idea that we're going to be replacing pipe along the line somewhere up there. Do you think how long that's been in, you know, that's the infrastructure has been getting bad. That's why with our sewer, I mean, it's getting to the point where we've got to pay Piper because it's been there that long. Mm -hmm. So so that loop feed system up there that you're talking about, that was that's on the highway, right? Yeah. Well, on the highway. Is that on the north side of the highway? It's on the north side of the highway. So think about it as from like Levi's, from Levi's place. place. Yeah. And we've replaced and, a lot of stuff there, right? Yeah. And really the the, 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 the crappy areas from Levi's <laughs> over to Jacobson. Then there's some good four inch all the way out to Dutchess. Um, so it it's replaced the bad stuff. Um, jump over over to Dutchess or Denny's uh, uh, Denny's house there, and then new line basically to south to Bill Riley's, and that's where it intersects down there. So you said there's a good four inch down there. Yeah, but if we if we replace that, which you, and it's a two inch now. You wouldn't go in with a four inch, would you? Wouldn't you? We'd put a six. Six. Yeah. We'd, we'd put a six. We'd replace the two with six, is the proposal. Um, I guess I, I would uh, throw it out there that if the four inches is in real good condition, we could just stay with that four inch. It's, uh, How many feet of four inches there? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to confirm for sure. Yeah. But it's uh, $50,000. That we spent already? No, that would be an additional cost to replace that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just feel our infrastructure needs to be looked at prior to some of these other projects that we're thinking about citywide mm -hmm. investing our money in. Yeah. We need to take care of what we have before we start adding to. Can can we get a quote or a rough idea of what it costs to replace that line up there? I have the have I have the engineer. You do have that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I will uh I'll get that out there but yeah. I don't know how these plan sessions work. I'm just gonna ask this question. Is there a way we start getting the estimates and writing them down on a sheet of paper? Like, all right, here's what this six inch line is gonna cost to fix on that up at the school. Here's what this is gonna cost um to redo an electric line into the campground, some of these projects mm -hmm. Can we get that listed? Is that how you do it? I don't know. I'm asking. So at the previous meeting, we reviewed that capital improvements plan. Right. So the loop project was in there. It's just in there as a lump sum price. Right. Okay. So because I, you know, we've got, we got a lot of stuff going on. We've got um, Outlaw 20. We've got the Lakewood thing, if that goes, Lakewood Partners, if that thing goes. Yep. 
we could possibly the I'm gonna call it the Brotherton thing or Hanky thing. Yeah. Got that possible thing. And then what all combines with them things to go in there, which would be the drainage projects. You know, how much how big's our bucket? We've got a lot of things I think that we would like to do and, and need to do and just understand why we just can't do them all. I mean, well, I understand that. So, so then matter becomes a matter of priority. Yeah, that's what I guess I'm trying to get at, but I'm trying to look at sometimes a priority might change if the cost is a little different one way or the other. Follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes we can't change the priority if, for example, at lot 20, that's a, we have to do that. We have an agreement in place. We have yeah. no choice, right? Yep, that's true. Because um, uh, a lot of the money over the budget this year is going to end up going to housing, whether we want it or not. Right. I mean, we so just, we have to keep up. Well, housing's always been a top priority. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 it right. still is. I mean, now it's happening. Yeah, but, but, but you can have all the houses in the town you want, but you got to get water. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or sewer. If we if we knew if we knew the price, I mean we have a ballpark figure relatively close. You got some decisions if you want to do all the project at one, do a bond deal, whatever, you know, we gotta look at our options. So my biggest thing is I've always said we've had cheap interest rates. The way it sounds this next year, things are gonna be going up. And does that constitute a Good idea to put these projects together and an infrastructure bond. You know, I mean, just, I mean, yeah. call it something like that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and do all these projects at one time. You know, that, that'll be a hell of a hell of a project to have. And you might get some still good bids on it. You know, I'm not saying for this year, but I mean, something to look at that we could do next year is kind of what I'm thinking. Like you said, that infrastructure has got. To the point, we haven't done nothing for really 40 years, and now it's time. When we put the street up there by Delmar Island, I don't know what street that's called. Yeah. This street, that if we didn't replace any water mains or nothing underneath there. We did that, right? Same way up by Bill Riley. True. Yeah, but we did not. We did the storm. We did storm. Put them on top of the hill. Yeah, so that, yeah, water has a tough time getting there. <laughs> who, who designed that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our engineer. Yeah. Which one? It was Murr. That's who did the campground. Yeah, that's that. We had problems with them on the street project. You know, and, and, uh, so we don't get back from Murr no more. Uh, oh, he, they won't yeah, talk to us anymore. Yeah. We had to get a report actually. Uh, yeah, we ended up in court. And that's why that when we my did buddy. campground plans. Mm -hmm. We used their plan, but we didn't use their services. Right. And um, a couple. Um, so, so back on on that question, though, and the thing that Whitey brought up: Can we take those projects? Let's get the engineers' estimate on the water, the one estimate on the drainage, high end, the campground drainage. To that whole whole thing. Let's see how much that is. If we have to look at, yeah, you got all those developments that are possibilities. Yeah, you know, right. some of them are I've got stone yeah, three we want to pay for. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got so, a bunch of information that we get. We'll go through on housing yet. So. Um, 
there's a boy, there's a lot of things to discuss. Just my last two things that I highlighted. Encourage use of infill housing lots and our housing committee has really struggled with that notion about how to proceed and have really have any luck with it. Their, their take on it so far has really been the notion that um, if, if they would have a chance to purchase a lot and maybe they have to purchase it at, at market price, that, that they could then turn around and resell it to a home builder at a, uh, basically at a loss. Okay, but understanding, I don't necessarily have any money. The money to, to purchase this likely comes from the city. Is there grants? So when you say sell it to a builder, is it, I was at the one housing meeting, but it's a stipulation that builder has to build it for certain. You know, that's the thing that we, that, that we just, I would have pitched them as a, as a draft. Yeah. That it basically workforce has. Okay. So. I guess I'll lay it on the line. I'm, I'm in favor. If they could, if some, one of them, get, if the reasons if these infill lots aren't being purchased is because the people want to keep it. Sure. They want yeah. bigger yards. Yeah. They want their stuff. Uh, they don't want to sell neighbor. They don't want their neighbor. They, yeah. they, right. They want to. They bought it. They right. Exactly. So fast yeah. But if, if, let's, do, I'll do a hypothetical. If there was one available for sale and, it, and we, the city could buy it, I would, it's, I would, I'd be all for the city buying it and selling it at a reduced price to the end user that's going to build that house on it, not to a builder. Like, like our neighboring towns do. Okay. All right. The city owns this lot. John Westergaard wants to build a new house. John, we're going to sell this lot to you for $2,500 and you got to have a new house there within two years. That's what's really done. That's what Arcadia's done. Manny. I'm a hundred percent for that. I, and I think maybe everybody is, I don't know, but for the housing development, if that would come up, I'd be for that. But I don't want to sell it to ABC. Lakewood Partners. Lakewood, yeah, I'll use them as an example. I don't want to sell it to Lakewood Partners and let them build it. Make, I, make want that, money off of I want that person to be able to justify that. Mm -hmm. yep. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. Uh, the developers to sell. But I was at that same meeting Dale was. I mean, the only... Housing meeting was two since we've been. Yeah, yeah that's the only well, one that we've had. Um, but... What was that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I no, I got sidetracked. Go ahead. But yeah, just a reminder of that meeting tomorrow night. We'll meet here at six o'clock, right? Um, and, and for our housing committee meeting, and this is the. Uh, how we call it the housing committee, but it's that uh, housing and economic development uh, uh, organization. But we'll, we'll have our little meeting, and then we're all going to uh, tour the house down there that uh, Craig Rosen built, the CW house. Yeah, it's sold. Yep. Sold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. First person I looked at about it is what he told me. Yeah, he told me the same thing. Well, the housing, you know, committee got started and all these developers came in, so it kind of takes the housing committee out of the picture anymore. So. Well, it, it does, yeah, but, but yet, yeah. 
because the housing is going to be here, but the infill lot, like, every time we talk to a landowner, they don't want to sell it. That's why they bought it and knocked down. No, but John, if you got, if Mike Frank wants to build a new house or Tammy Moore wants to build a new house in yeah. Bay and Town, there is no place for a building. Not unless you go no, to the developments. Is. No. You know, so. Unless you go. had to knock two down and get my one. Yeah. Well. That was a work in progress for many years. Well, really, it's a nice house, big rooms. Beautiful. Really cleaned up the lot down there in that section. I mean, back when Dick was alive and he was getting ill, I, I got my foot in the door there and I sat on that lot for almost six years before I and I kept after the family to give me the next lot. Sure. But you almost have to be a local to buy from a local. You're right. You're not going to get somebody from. And, and what, where yeah. I was going before, I thought of it after I said, go ahead. But a lot of these people that was on this committee, you got Jackie Wallace who sat there, bought a lot or had bought a lot with a trailer on it, removed the trailer. Now the lot's sitting there. She's not willing to sell, but she's on the committee. <laughs> we got Judy Kramer who's on the committee and she's part of the Lutheran Church. And the Lutheran Church has a lot beside the parsonage that's sitting there vacant. Um, Brett Muggenberg has a big backyard that's got a lot there. You know, he's on the committee. There's a lot of them that, you know, it, it, I don't know if I want to call it two-faced, but you know what, we're, but you want to control your neighbors. I mean, I, I, I'm all, I, I see it. It's So with that being said, you talked about filling in these infill lots, which I, I don't think it's going to be as feasible as we'd like it. Because right. Of no. that reason. Because Jack, I mean, Jackie don't want to sell hers, or Steve Roberts don't want to sell his. I mean, Corey Weber don't want to sell his. Whatever the reasoning is. So, as us on the city, how can we concentrate on? I'm. I would really love to see us have a place like Wall Lake does, like Brita does, like Arcadia does, and the city own it, sell a lot off. You got so long to build it. And we don't have a developer coming in and buying up 10 of the lots and saying, all right, now I'm going to develop these 10 lots at that reduced price. No, this is for people that want to come in and buy it, and it's an individual deal. I don't know how we get to that point, but I think that would be super if we could get to it. It'd be like that. Thank you. We'd have to spend $1.9 million to buy the ground, put the street sewer, and then sell the lots. It takes 20 years to sell the lots. How much, I'm all did they, how much did they sell that? How many acres are out there? Six. Six, Six acres? Yeah. You got how much out of it? I don't know what well, they're asking six hundred thousand. Well, that's what I thought. It was six hundred yeah. some thousand. Yeah. So, so you got two point an acre. So you got yeah. two point five million in that development with their using their numbers, right? <clears throat> and you're going to have fifty lots, no, twenty five no, lots, twenty five, because they don't have the other ground on the other side. Well, know? they have the option, right, yeah. for that other ground. But but that's what Terrell's got out there on his, right at hundred thousand dollars an acre. Yeah. Yeah, he's got about a million bucks tied up in his head. But I'd rather so, him do it than us. Well, that's where I differ, I guess. And, and I guess I'm open to discussion. We've got how much money stuck in our lot 20? 20. Well, yeah, we got just money to clean it up. Right. 10 years of court battles. Yeah, yeah. So, but, <laughs> but whether it's tip money or general fund money, whatever it is, it's our money. We've got stuff in that. But let's just use, I think it's just short of 500,000. Where yeah, I don't know, I think that's what it's 480, if I remember right. No, I'm gonna say it's 270 plus the cleanup, then so yeah, it'd be and then the streets and all that stuff. 
So I guess my point is, I'd, I'd have been all for spending $500,000 and having a city and selling off lots for people to build houses. Instead of selling it for 10000 and having the developer make the money off of it. Right. Right. This this way we're getting housing developments and we're not only just putting in a, a little like we normally would. Well, we're putting more. in a lot in that. How about 20 yard? Yes. But but I, I guess my point is we, we did that. Why aren't we willing to do it somewhere else for the same deal? And yep. and yet I I really like what Brita's doing, what Manny's doing, what Arcadia's doing, Wall Lake's doing, and it's been successful for them. And it's a long-term plan, but I, I really like what they're doing. I wish we had a place like that. I just kind of interested to see the rate of return over how many years. What what well, what's an acceptable rate to you know total years of uh, you know what I'm saying? Right, rate of return. But yeah, I mean, so Outlaw 20 is a perfect example. Yeah. 180,000. He doesn't. It's got doesn't have the 120,000 initial cost in here yet. You know, so if you look at them, if it's if that if this number is feasible for the council to be good with and let a developer do it, why isn't it feasible for the council to do it that same number? That's my question, I guess. Well, I think Outlet 20 is a unique to any city. It was an old junkyard. It was a five. Not arguing that point. I'm just using yeah. that as an example. With cities willing to spend 480000 for a developer to come in and develop it and put up these rentals, because that's what he's doing, right? Putting up rentals. Some, some Potentially some rentals, some on right? Right. So if, we're, if the city's willing to do that, which I'm fine with, why aren't we willing to do the, spend the same money for somebody to come in and build houses, their own house. That's my question, yeah. I guess. So, am I making sense? Am I yeah. saying that the right way? Yeah. I just think as long as we got developers doing it, it's less that we got to kick out for the funds. We just got rid of that lot as well. Done. Learn what it was. In that instance. That, In that instance that's yeah. true. Yes. I mean, we but did. if you went some fun, ask Hope if he'll sell some ground. Well, he has. I don't know if he will, but he has. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> um, he, he's been unwilling in the past. Right. Well, it's that'd be a beautiful. That'd be a, that'd be absolutely feasible place to do it. Is there right. a, right. Dale's adjacent land? I mean, the crop land is by Dale's. Well, we can talk to Rick Schultz here a year or two ago. Wasn't it? About buying some ground. He didn't want to sell it either. It's, the hard part was selling. I'll use Grant, use Rich Schultz, use Larry Hauser, yeah. any one of them. When you sell that ground, they got so much capital gains, they got to pay it back. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. I think if you remember a couple, three years ago, I come in and I, and you and Scott were in Scott's office. I said, the city should be looking at that ground out on the curve across from the Lightcorns or Jan Hostings. And you guys looked at me like, why would the city want that ground? Perfect ground to do a swap with. 1061 yeah. or whatever, whatever that number yeah. is. You're paying farm ground price. Now you can do a swap, and it doesn't have to be 20 acres for 20 acres. You can give them 40 acres for 20. Yeah, you can. Yep. And I, I, then you might get Graham or Rich Schultz to maybe rethink. Right. I don't know that. I haven't talked to them at all. But I, I'm just, in quite a year over there looking at me like, I don't know if you're following me, but I'm I'm all for what Rita, Arcadia, Manny, and them guys are doing. 
$2,500 lots, build a new house, and look what that's done for Arcadia in the last 15 years. I'm just thinking, you know, with the developer, he's going to come in and build the next house, next house. You know what I'm saying? He's going to keep moving along. Do you, do you think that creates interest when I say, you know, is there that many people out there that are saying, well, I want to build a house at Lakeview now? Or do you think the price attracts them? Or do you think it's the developer that would attract it? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just, I just, I don't know what attracts them. I think Arcadia and Brita, of course, when they started that they had a few people started that and that just <clears throat> blossomed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, build it, they come back. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just curious on, on what would make you determine what you want, if that would entice me to more, you know? And, and again, if you offer it at a lower price, I understand that that, that would be an incentive. But do you, we'd be working probably with more than just one developer, you know what I'm saying? What different contractors would come in and do their own single thing, but you know, I, that's how long of a period of time that would do because they dedicate themselves, you know what I'm saying? That they're gonna, Hey, I'm part of this now. I'm gonna build because I've got to build houses. Right. right. You know. But, but they they ain't gonna build them if they can't sell them. Well, that's gonna happen either way. Right. You know. So I mean, so that's what, what is the what is the magic factor? I, I, I wish I knew what that magic. Yeah. Thing that's yeah. Because yeah. we wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I'm just, you know, you don't want to have that development. You know, Rita sat for a while. Yep, you, know, yep. you know, and you've got to be determined as a city that you're going to be comfortable that it could sit there five or six years. Absolutely. You know? So, I mean, what does that cost? You know, but, but but if you think about Lakeview, and I can think at least ten years, we've had very few places to build a new house. Right. And everybody's talked. We need housing. We need housing. But there's no place to build a new house. Where. Scott might want to build a new house if we had development, and now that frees up his house in town for Definitely. a younger family starter, to come in. Starter house, starter, starter, starter house, house, you know what I mean? And we just haven't had that lately. Well, I'd be in favor of a city doing one if we didn't already have developers doing it for us. Well, the developers are doing it first because we're giving them so much money. Well, I, we haven't given one much yet. But right, but we're, we're trying to be equal, but. But, but we we still got to do water and electric in every subdivision anyway. Sure. Yeah. That's in our that's in our city code. Well, we'll we'll always have to provide water. Yeah. Uh, and it's in our subdivision code that says we provide water. It, yeah. It can be changed. That's just also the history. But you know, like, uh, like I don't know where Bill stands on the Yankee deal. I, that's a lot of money for the city to be put in. <laughs> For a developer, right? You know, if we're going to put that kind of money in, we don't want it, right? That, and I think that's yeah. my point back to the start of this. I don't know if that's the right location, but a location to have a development, then we just will do it ourselves. What kind of deal with your plan like that? What kind of discount would you 
what would you buy so much cheaper or a lot or, or what would that would, what would be your I you know I don't have a figure in mind but I think Wall Lake and them are twenty five hundred to five thousand a lot and they're bigger lots they're not a fifty foot lot they're a bigger lot yeah. to make a nice home I think our, I'd have to look what Arcadia is I think and I don't know this I'd have to check but I think Manning's is less than that. I know Arcadia is this 2500. Yeah, I, I think that I've heard that number too. I, yeah. think, I think Rita's is five, is what it was. And they've got to offer that because they don't have a lake. People well, are going to come here because of the lake for everything. But, but first of all, but you, we still have no place for them to come. No. Well, no. You know, so, and I don't, it, in a way, we might be able to get, because we have the lake in town, we might be able to get 7500. Arcadia's getting that because it's close to Carroll, but it's a lot cheaper than Carroll. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's what's. Same with Lynn. Lynn's got their yeah, yeah. Developed. yeah. Big on the east side there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they took twenty years to do, didn't it? And, and there again, if you're going to have this happen in your town, the town's got to help. That's in a small community like this, the town's got to help. Yeah, the developer can't do it. When I bought that stock ground, I don't remember who was one of the guys says going to develop that, can put streets in there. Can't make it. Can't justify it. You can't spend all the money for streets, water, all that stuff, and sell the lot, and and even get your money back. So we were lucky enough to do it the way we did it, with tying off of the current infrastructure. So you have to determine what you want for a lot. If I'm talking about the city, you know where you where your break even point, or determine how much you want to lose. I mean. Right. And that's not the right word, but the cost, the cost of doing business. Let's yeah, right, it. right. So I, I, I just, you know, would so, <laughs> talk about my favorite engineers. <laughs> <laughs> so would you have somebody who, when you plotted that out, that uh, give you recommendations to what can we afford to give up? You know what I'm saying? That they would say this is what your whole infrastructure is going to cost you how much are you going to determine to cut back on it to make it attractive sure. we, we just basically do a, a repayment analysis on that too you know okay the, the amount of revenue that comes in off of that house and whether you're, you're just not just looking at uh, um, property taxes but utilities right road right. use taxes that come from people if they're living there and the people who are who are not building a new home living division, they're saying, why are you taking my tax dollars to give a discount to a guy moving to town building a new house? You're going to hear that. Well, I think we're hearing that now. Well, you hear that everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so going back to what Scott said initially with the housing committee on the infill lots, they don't have the money, but I think it's what Scott's getting at, at that. What I picked up from that meeting we were at and I had to leave early is they're hoping the city would help and then sell it at a reduced rate. Right? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll go on record saying, I'm for that if we could buy a lot for 30000 and sell it to ABC guy out here that's going to build a new house at a reduced price to get that going, but not to a developer. I want to sell it to the end user. If the city's going to invest the money, let's... A private owner. A private owner. Is that, am I saying that the right way? Yeah, I think so. And I... And, <clears throat> I don't know how many who's all going to that housing meeting tomorrow. Like I have a 615 meeting in the middle of that, and the, we only have three of us that cannot, cannot have three of us there. So, yeah. 
Can't have three there. <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm planning to go. So there's the two. That sounds like my container. Well, like I'll stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to because I I gotta go to a funeral uh, visitation. No, I think you get. I, I think I'm, you get good for you. Know, just I'm planning on going anyway. <laughs> well, well, all right. You can express my opinion. opinion. To the group, so yeah. they know where I'm going. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So we can move on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just because the game kicked off, is that why? Well, right? right? <laughs> my game will be over before my last. Uh, <laughs> I think my last thing that I wanted to bring up as we're doing this scoring sheet is uh, it's listed here as enhanced business incentive package, but I know that there's there's some uh, some opinions on this too, and I so I gave you the uh, the regulations and the application for this business grant program, uh, and it's just sitting on your on your table now. Okay. Business property improvement, grant. and this that's what this is the current one we have. This is this is it's a good idea, but we got to tweak it. I think it ought to be retail and so with this. We have we've had this program now, completing the second budget year that that we've had funds allocated for it. Um, have but have budgeted twenty five thousand dollars each year for that, and basically it, it had been then five uh, five thousand dollar grants, um, and full, the demand has has uh, fulfilled that uh, twenty five thousand dollars. Now I will tell you have fulfilled it this year. Yes, because you're going to have another one presented to you at the next council meeting from Sparky's. So here we have Sparky's certainly absolutely eligible to apply underneath this program. Okay. Um, does Sparky's need a $5,000 grant? That's you guys can answer that own question, but but they are absolutely eligible to apply. But where, where do you draw that line? I mean, we allowed it to sure. Kevin yeah. Schmidt, Bob Moore. Right. Nate Moore for inside the building. Yeah. Um, so you got the quickers, the people who bought them, yeah. they want to do something. Yeah, yeah and that's, that'll be a facade. That's, yeah. be the facade. Yeah. that's yeah. what we started about to actually to, to, so, be, to be. Are the facade rooms. part? Right, that's right. Different different what we started out yesterday. No, that's this it. is the current. Okay. And do yeah. you have suggestions on what you'd like to change it to? Not necessarily. That'd be really up to you. It's, it's just very broad and, and like I say, it's been utilized for uh, contractors and trucking firms. And we don't the, like the way it's being utilized now. I need to change some language. I think we'll change it to it's going to be a retail outfit. Yeah. People are actually walking into So what? Oh, okay, so you're talking about a store yeah, storefront. Yeah, I think retailers are this. Because if, if you, you know, so Bob Moore isn't a storefront. But he's a service. He's a, he's a, he's a service person. But, service. And, you know, as each one comes, each council could say, we're going to let it go. And we've done that. Right, right. Because you're trying to be. Right, but be so, ahead of everybody. So if, you, if, if we're going to tweak it, you can tweak it on the vote of each one. What's that? I mean, you could, if you didn't like what it was when somebody applied for it, you could say, well, we don't think it's the right way and deny it. You. Certainly can do that. It's very hard to do. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Terribly, hard. Right there. Yeah, terribly hard for you to so do. So who got the do you mind? So we know Kevin Smith, Bob Moore, Nate Moore, 
but could we incentivize somebody new coming to that with a tax abatement like we do for a new house? Could the city participate though? Because I would sure in the heck hate to lose a grocery store. Mm -hmm. you know, I guess the answer on tax abatement is it's they would automatically get tax abatement for the amount of improvements. Okay. For the existing taxes on it, we don't we wouldn't have anything in place right now and would require some special action from the council. But it's an option. If everybody would be in favor of it, I don't know. We it, it just seems like I think we gotta work. I would want to work with our uh, bond council to make sure we get all the proper procedures in place to know the type of thing. Here's what I would not want to see happen. This, and this is, I'm just talking out loud. I don't think it's even talked about, but if she would decide that she's had enough, she's going to close it. And then now we're trying to develop a community grocery store. I would yeah. definitely not want to see that. Um, no. do, you, do you think, you know, you said Fairway's been here a couple times. Do you think a representative Bunch of representatives from Lakeview would go down the boom and just say, hey, what can we do to entice you? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think it's an excellent idea. Because there was a couple from Manning that was interested in this, but the price was too high. Yeah. And I don't know if she's, I haven't talked to her to see. I don't either, but I think it would be in our best interest to see what her long-term goals are and somebody that sit and visit with her and say all right what is there anything the city can do what do you have any ideas we want because we don't want to see a grocery store oh, no. well i think i think the safe approach though is that she's got a sign up that's for sale so anything we could do to help her sell and keep the grocery you know what i'm saying yeah i mean yeah, I, you can say you can throw money at that, but then pretty soon, hey, uh, Whitey Stank Camp's rawhide business is yeah. bad. I, give me some money so I can, but it, we're not doing anything to disservice to her by trying to help herself. That's my opinion. I agree. I agree. So, you know, if the mayor's here, myself, you, whatever, talk to her first and say we're trying to. We're going to try a little different approach if you want us to. Yeah. And if she doesn't want us to, then that's fine. I mean, but I, I'm like you. All oh, once the doors are closed, and once they're closed, it's it's, 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 it's over. It's, it's a struggle. It's but over. you run it by yeah. her first. Yeah, run it by her that you you would like to do this. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the thought. I mean, yeah, we might not do any good, but at least it shows that we're making an attempt to keep a grocery store in mm -hmm. Lakeview, Iowa. You know, so, I mean, like I said, it's all depends upon how we approach it and have a plan that we want to approach it. One, you find out from them why they don't think it's a good fit. You know, they're putting one up in Rockwell City. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, you know, Rockwell City. I don't know if you've seen that or not. They describe these as small markets. Right. That's not, not a small, small. market. <laughs> it's a pretty nice building. Well, see, one thing you can enhance about that, too, is that Scott can come up with numbers. How many visitors do we have through there? You know, we're talking a couple hundred thousand people coming through here. Sure. Do you think that many go through Rockwell City? I bet they get, with Twin Lakes, I bet they get a fair share. Yeah. Because that's only, what, six miles? Yeah. yeah. That's the only grocery store for Twin Lakes, Pomeroy, 
Yeah, I mean, and I think that's that was their when I read the article in the Des Moines Register, that was that was their niche that word they were getting. How far are they from another grocery store like right? Carroll or Stormlight? Well, or... we're, we're we've got Sac City's our closest, yeah. and from there, branches out to Carroll or Cider Grove. That's what it weighs. So, Lake, Bolt, Wall Lake. Yeah. food for thought. Well, I think get to have the business, our business center out there by the hotel. Would, you, would there be another lots or two that we could put out there for them, give them an opportunity to build if they wanted to? You know, you've got to determine. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if it, I don't know, but if you're talking about building a new building like Fairway or whatever, wouldn't it be better down by where Shavings is? Yeah, closer to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for that's well, a, that's I mean, bubble. let's talk to her first. Yeah, right. Don't jump the gun. There's no, but there's, you can put a fly together once. Yeah. Right. If that's yep. what, and there might be a better place. And I drove Scott by this the other day when we were out driving, looking at some stuff um, for possible. You know, we're looking about expanding the downtown. And I don't want to get to that until you're ready to, Scott. But you know where I drove you past. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, basically, have some lots that front onto McClure Street north of the East water plant. Yeah. Tie it right into our downtown area. Well, we got to see what, you know, we, yeah. don't, we don't want to have something built. No, no, no. Business, I, 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 I think our first priority is talk to her. Who's going to do it? I will yeah. in, in while we're down on that part, I'm the one that put down Hamlets and Lakeview. I don't, Dave's here, he can help speak on it. I'm on the fire department. I put that down because for a long time I was hearing pages go and pages go and pages go and nobody's responding. And, that's, and then we were having a hard time staffing our ambulance in town here. And I don't know if there's a way to work with the supervisors in the county, but I would definitely hate to lose that service in our town. Dave's working on it. We have some people coming in that, you know, and that's, all, that's always a issue with the smaller communities is, is finding people especially during the daytime that, that can do that. Now, the county stepped up in Lakeview and it sounds like they're gonna step up in the other communities uh, paying more for on-call. Um, and then, then you know, uh, we always, we're sitting pretty good as far as people right now, but then, you know, she's retired and she had to come back, you know. I'm not going to be around for another 10 years, I know, but I'd like to. So we're going to run into the same problem of recruiting people and getting people to do it. Because I've always brought this up before when we were doing fundraisers, things like that, for certain, certain things. Um, people, not everybody wants to live in the more metro areas. Okay, They want to come out to the rural communities and live and once you make that decision people think that that emergency service whether it be fire or ambulance they take it for granted that it's going to be there all the time well now the state's made 
an ambulance, EMS, and essential service, which is a correct start. But um, let me take Oldbolt, for example. They don't always have a crew. It takes us 10 minutes to get to Oldbolt. We're not a paramedic service here in town. Paramedic comes out of Sac City. How long does it take for, for that paramedic to get to Oldbolt if you need a paramedic on that call? Well, by then it's too late. So, we, I, you know, I'm with Dale. We need to be proactive on this. And if we, um, I don't know what the answer is for us to tie in with the supervisors, but they know the issue. Uh, they're also going to be working on that too. I, I just think it's something like I'm, I would rather be proactive than reactive. So, you know, it'd be grateful we have that in our town. Right. <laughs> don't know how important it is till you need it. Right. Hopefully, it'll. Exactly right. Yeah. But I know, I know a lot of times this summer, in the past year, the fire department got called to assist with the ambulance service. Like one time, it was three ambulance calls in one day. We were helping. It's like, oh, wow. It could be nice. Yeah. So, And I, so I put that on there. I'll just say that I put that on there. And I just want to make sure that that's everybody knows why I put that on there. I wrote the daycare. You know, that was expanding. It's going to be younger families coming out. Our our daycare providers in this community are thinner and thinner. So are you talking something like Kids World and Sac City? I don't know. But other I mean, it, it, I just it, it's going to be an issue. Yep. Go ahead. We've talked about in the past. Other towns are having the same. They can't. They so, can't isn't hear. Kids World run? Is that run by the city? No, it's run by a board, but who owns it? Or is that region? City. Yeah. City. It is a city owned. I believe so. I know they were the main financier of getting it going. And they got a big like, grant to, to do that back in the day. That's just going to be an issue coming up here. I know that. My, my daughter, she's vice president of Pride Horizons, which is the national daycare. She has the Midwest. She was up to look at the uh, uh, Kids World just about four or five years ago. And again, what was that? One of the big things that, you know, they do large projects, you know, they, three, four hundred kids. And now, they're running into help. They can't get qualified teachers because mm -hmm. they don't. And, and she's struggling all the time. I mean, she's got she's got thirty some in the Midwest that she oversees, and uh, she said that it's like Dad. It's like trying to hire a truck driver. And, and we kind of hit on this when when the tile plant. You know, we we had all that up in southern Minnesota. One of the benefits that some of the companies were given was daycare because mm -hmm. the cost. And I talked to the gentleman that works at the now of sending his kid to daycare. Somebody working at a VATCO cannot afford. Yes, it's a minimum of right now to send two or three kids right. to daycare. Yeah, and, and they can stay home. So somewhere there has to be some. Yeah. Um, would have to be a partner in this. If they're going to have a lot of these employees to have so, that, they should help come up with. The well, that would be nice if they would. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's that's what these. It's, it's, 
one of the things the younger families are looking at as you know, like you would health insurance as a benefit, mm-hmm. right? right? Daycare is going to have to be a benefit at some point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether whether there's city involvement in that or not, I'm not sure. But, you know, does it that it also would does attract... Does it have one? Yeah, they've got one. Down the new edition, right? Yeah, right there. Right. It was actually Joe Puff's old house. Right. Yeah. It used to be in the old school. It was in school for a while. Yeah. And then that wasn't cost feasible. Yeah. Then it was now they've got pressure to go to the recognition in there. But I got a lot of stuff. All right. I got a lot of stuff. I I do have have a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. Okay, taking a look at this little packet that had a little agenda of talking points for tonight, where it was housing. Young. My concept is work toward a policy stating how the city may participate with different developers in an equitable manner. Um, and then lay out a couple of different ways that, that you might look at this as far as, as how we can be equitable amongst these these developers knowing that of course uh bobby carroll's is basically done and we, and we know what the costs were there the city any cost that the city was going to pay to for that development have been paid okay but then then we have outlot 20 where we've entered into a development agreement with them and those uh costs then are pretty well something we know what those are going to be but then we have these other two that I've referred to as uh, Hanky, excuse me, as Lakewood Partners, and then I think I call them T.W. Uh, Hanky. Um, as far as uh, taking a look at, at what some of those costs are, and then just throwing out a couple different ideas about how we could try to come up with some sort of a way to equitably. Uh, support each one of them, and really the two things that that we talk about is so much per unit or dwelling unit that's proposed out there, or so much per acre of the development area. So, um, just flipping through this pack, the the next one says the the landing on each shore, and then has a couple of highlights on it. That's just a change from the packet that I gave you originally over the weekend. Um, as far as the acres that would be involved with this, that initial one had included all of East Shore Drive and that big parking area in acres. This is just the 4.47, it's just the acres of the uh, of the development itself. So as you look at that and you and you just follow this down then. So if there's $270,000 of total cost in there at the 4.47 acres, the, the city cost per acre on that has been $60,000, $60,508. Or if we're saying um, that the the development is proposed for 26 units, that taking the city's cost on that divided by the 26 units, 10402 would be the amount of assistance that the city had put towards the uh, project out there at Terrell's. Okay. Per unit. Per unit, yeah. With one real big difference as it regards to Bobby Terrell, when we talk about the bioretention cell out there, and that's the majority of the assistance, that was all funded through this SRF program. It's not direct city money. Okay. 
So does that, that final be... retention sell $130,000? For weeks? I didn't say that. <laughs> well, they have to drill down and put a tile and all that. <laughs> so, it's got really that 10402 per unit is a skewed number because we've got reimbursed for the 130 And that make sure you point that out to you. That's so, so do you have the figure what that costs after that reimbursement? Yeah. You know, it'd, it'd be the uh, the 96000 plus the 17, just the top part on the water. That's the only true city dollars that were were involved out of tariffs. But we still got to run electrical too, right? And we still got to do electrical. Yeah. Any idea what that runs? Yeah, I had that number uh, figured out in, in that capital improvement plan. It was twenty seven thousand dollars So just as you think about that, then think about that in terms of, of what the next couple developments could be. So you flip to the next page. That's that just shows there's 25 lots out there at uh, at the Hanky Land, and I drew in um, just a proposal on on the uh, water system and the circle they're just fire hydrants, so they would propose three fire hydrants and and well 100 feet or something like that, hopefully 1600 feet of six inch water. Mm -hmm. So we flip to the next page and that'll show you those cost estimates. And just use the cost estimates off of, of that, um, the ones that were prepared by ISG and, and Craig talked through those last time. Where the street, seven inch concrete uh, street has a, has a six inch sub base on it, has sub drains on it. Um, total price there is 416,000. And then you see the water, uh, water system to install that 1600 feet of six inch main, um, 152. I did figure 18% uh, on engineering for total. And so big box there at the left, the total uh, for street water and sewer out there, excuse me, total for street and water, 670,000. So when you look through these numbers, that's the only thing we're gonna talk about is streets and, and, and water. Don't even get into sanitary sewer or anything like that. It just, uh, we've never assisted with that, you know, before and these were, just ways that we could look at, uh, again, trying to uh, allocate costs equitably amongst the development and, and see what that would be. So again, something on a, on a per unit or per acre, acre price. Um, so cost per unit on that, use 25 units, okay? Not 50, although if the, if the infrastructure went in, it could conceivably serve 50, 26,800 per, Per unit out there, um, and then cost per acre, six point three four acres, was one hundred five thousand dollars. Going back to the previous square, the total street and water six hundred seventy. What was it the Brothertons proposed for? That's their number. You know, they they got to a total of one point nine. Yeah. Including sanitary, including all of the site work, including the uh, storm drainage, you know, including green some green infrastructure. Their, their construction was 1.4 contingency and engineering had it up to 1.9. Did you look at, so does he's comparing 
the lake the the panky one to Terrell's what what the city participated. No, I, I'm just yeah. what what you got here is six hundred seventy thousand and, and it was one point nine. One point yeah, nine. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of things that aren't considered in that. For, for my little for my little analysis, the only thing that we that we consider are water streets. Right. Okay. It's there's lots of other other parts on that. You're that comparing it apple to apple. Yeah. Based on the tax assumption from didn't they give a tax assumption on those units? They did. Yeah. And what would be if we did this? What would be our Use the payback. Yeah, I, 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 wow. I, yeah, I, did, I didn't pick it up. I sure can, but I, I've not done it. But all I, the developers could I, use that same thing. I would right. try. We're going to do it anyway. Because, you know, I've always thought that investing in the housing, like this or whatever, if we had a payback of uh, 10 or 20 years, I mean, that's a good investment because we're, we're investing in our future. And then their payback, their their estimate is thirty five thousand four hundred sixty six per year in tax money coming to the city of Lakeview based on twenty three houses. What was that? Thirty five thirty five four sixty six. Now that wouldn't be done right away though. That'd be right. Period. Right. Long term, yeah. long term yeah. with it. You know, I've, yeah. I mean, thirty forty years out. That's time we have to redo the street. Well, I wouldn't hope that. You know, <laughs> okay. It works five thousand sixty for all empty lots. Yeah. If you look at page eight in, in the packet that was sent out to you, there's this is out lot twenty, but it but it it shows some ideas about about the type of uh, property tax that you pay. That one applies to outlot twenty. Yep. Um, one with the agenda. Oh, right. Are you anyway. looking at? Yeah, from, the from the agenda packet. All those taxes wouldn't be full profit because if we have blue snow, we'd have to deduct that from our profit. There's always cost, John. <laughs> I mean, that's just for getting that money back. Well, that was heaving really bad by a bat. Yep. I have to call him yeah, again. He's always going to be high. He's going to be high. He's going to be high. He's I think how long pay it back? 19, 18, Yeah, that's not at the 1.9. Right. Oh. So, as we keep flipping through the second pack that was just at, at your uh, seat tonight, you flip to the next page. That just shows a shows the proposal from uh, Lakewood Partners about about a flat out there. Okay. And again, I just blew it, drew in the lines in blue. Um, just one thing to note there is that there's an existing water line that runs in the back of all those homes. Okay, that's so there is that existing water line, and then we drew in a water line down down the cold sack um, that would could provide service then to the to the new homes. Luke B. Luke B. Water. Yep. 
So that where you drew that line in there, that probably isn't where it would go, though, right? Lot thirty. A lot of left mm -hmm. go right to the middle of that lot. Yeah. Yeah. It goes one side of the If way. it goes that way, it would go down the top of How's come on this Lakewood Partners on the cul-de-sacs? They're only like 30 foot front each, 25 foot front each. Yes, so I do have an answer. If it's supposed to be a 40 foot lot. So here's the here's how you measure front yard width. The front yard width is the width of the lot at the at the setback of the structure. So and that's how it's defined in our in our code. So even if it comes out to a pie at the at the one end, you go back to what the front yard setback is in order to figure out what the width is at that point. So when I and I'm I'm still baffled it. A 40 foot lot because you put a double wide driveway on a 25 foot frontage, you got seven feet of curb. Where are you going to park a car? In, I mean, in the driveway. That's the, that's that the only place you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And visitors aren't going to be allowed if you got three vehicles or four vehicles in the family. And I just. Yeah. Yeah. So flipping to the page after that, uh, after that flat, this will show you the, the cost. And again, streets and water. Um, and again, same type of street, seven inch concrete street with six inch sub basin and uh, sub drains. And really just going down to the big box, then at the bottom, and you can see water's at 93.3. Okay, there's two types of streets. A street from North State Road past, you know, Cheryl Solberg's house and stuff to get to access into it. 62 for, for that amount of the street, 120 for the other street within the development, add in the engineering. Um, so street and street and water cost out there would be somewhere around 322,000. And so if you take the street and water cost figure on it per uh, unit basis, 19 units out there, 16,991, or a uh, total per acre, uh, 67, about 16. So we have to pay for that street all the way in through that cul-de-sac? No. And that's, I'm just giving you, I just want to work towards where we can come up with an analysis. And now, all right. Okay. Two. <laughs> So this flipping to the next page then, where it says potential housing development cost for street and water. This is just a recap to compare those costs. So if you're at the top section where the city cost per unit um, at the landing for 26 units, it was 10,400 at affordable housing for 15 units, 18,448. And then these aren't the actual city costs, those are then the cost of the street and water. But looking at street and water per unit at Lakewood, 16.9, and, and Hankey at 26.8. But it just, again, just trying to give you some uh, perspective of, about the, the costs and how they can be broken out. And can we ever do anything to get to something that's, that's equitable? So again, cost per acre then, actual cost at the landing, 60,000. Actual cost for affordable housing, 75,000. Lakewood Partners 67 
and uh, Hanky's at, at 105. But flip to the next page then. And so I just want to show you uh, some scenarios. And and so that's scenario number one, the the uh, this would say that we've just established the uh, payback per lot or the city participation per lot to be at fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, and then that would it would be a, a council decision about about how much you might establish that as, but you go. So these are the actual costs, then, and these are these are the the funds that at some point the city would have as outlay. Actual cost for affordable housing, okay. Lakewood Partners, 19 lots at 15,000 is the 285, 25 lots at 15,000 for for Yankees, 375, and you're at $936,000 potential in in outlay for the city to participate in those three developments. That's based on 15,000. Based on 15,000. This is just, and that's just like I say, just a scenario to some place to uh, to as uh, a jumping off point. Scenario number two. Uh, does that on a per acre basis and uses $60,000 then that's per acre basis. Okay. Scenario number three says, again, we're, we'd be at $15,000, um, but that the city would, would pay up front for say 10 units. And so there'd be some amount out uh, up, up front in order to assist with, with the development. But as the uh, any of the lots over 10 develop, then they'd still be reimbursed at the time that the uh, development would occur. But it just has to do more with the, the timing of the incentive to occur actually when the when the homes are built. So look at those numbers where you're at 930,000, 940,000, 570,000. Look, look at the next page. These are our funds. And it says available for outlaw 20, but actually available for any of the of the housing construction. These are these are the amount of funds really that, that we would have available. Our balance at the end of this current fiscal year in the general fund to be about 670. Lost is local option sales tax, figure about 64,000 there. Water sinking fund, we have 47,000. The sinking fund. We paid ourselves to know that we always have money to pay the debt and we don't have any water debt anymore. So that money is available and we can use that. And then there's there's the thing called ARPA and that's the COVID fund. So we do have $161,000 of, of COVID money that can be used for different things. We had initially earmarked it for water. Water was one of the specific allowable uses. And it, we got a lot of water things going on. It's it's just quick and easy to. Uh, are we thinking about putting that lift station in where we're going to use some of this water up by the school or? Oh, the pump station. Pump yeah, station, and that's and that could have been an that could be an ARPA ARPA uh, could assist with that. That loop feed up there could assist with that. So it's. Uh, I'm saying these are these funds are available. But we certainly may have have different ways that you uh, or different projects that you might like to use. So, I guess looking at the bottom of the page, then. So you're 
You're saying approximately we've got 642,000 available. Oh, if you said uh, not going, that's bringing that down to 300, leaving 300 in the general fund. Yeah, 300 there, so it's 370 in general plus the other three. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, I haven't said that, Dale. We right. want to do a street project too, and we're going to use some general fund money for that. You know, right. It, it, right. It always well, becomes that's why I was asking. That's why I was asking earlier, listing the prior what the projects are, listing them out, and getting to how much money we got to spend before yep. we have to go to maybe Whitey's idea of going to a bond. Sure. Yep. Um, and I hate going to a bond. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't want to raise the taxes to go to a bond. I don't want to borrow the money and pay it out over time if we can afford to do it. I don't want to raise taxes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, right, so, so, okay, I'll let you keep going. Now. But just looking at the bottom there about other financing options, because that, that is where you can issue general obligation bonds, like, like uh, White was talking about. This is a um, essential corporate purpose, you could just issue it. Um, the city council could do that on your own. Now, I also listed special assessments, and nobody likes the special assessments, and the developer uh, may not be too keen on special assessments. He's going to sell a lot that has a special assessment associated with it, but that is a way to finance things. And and the home builder then would have a special assessment conceivably, whether it's on the street or whatever else it might be, but it'd be a few thousand dollars special assessment. We could look at it that way. And we can talk through these as, as options more if you want. Um, and then residential TIF. And I just noted some of the big changes or the big differences there. Residential TIFs are only 10 years, can be 15 years if the other tax entities agree. And you gotta have a set aside that it's equal to the percent of the county low to moderate income. And I think it's like 45%. So think that you gotta have, basically and you end up with TIF revenues or TIF obligations of 145% in order to be able to utilize residential. At the meeting I went to up in Cherokee, they said that the backfill money that we are currently receiving yes. is going to be gone. It's gradually stepping down. It's going to be gone by 2029. That's true. And I don't know what that exact amount is for Lakeview. But I hate to just tell you off the top of my head. It's like, I'm not going to tell you. I tell you nine thousand dollars. Oh, I thought it was upwards of a hundred thousand the way he was talking, but that is the the they are backfilling the amount of the uh, of the property tax break that they gave the businesses several years ago. That's what they're talking about. Okay, I, I thought it was drastically more than yeah. nine thousand. I'd want to confirm that amount. It's yeah. it's close. It's thousands, but it's yeah, close. So do you know, so we talk about TIF, and you guys talk about TIF a lot, and we got TIF. I hear TIF thrown around a lot, like for the water projects we can use TIF for. Mm -hmm. Do we have an account, and I think I asked you this one other time, of money sitting in a TIF account? 
Yep. And how much is it? Approximately. It's just short of that 500,000 now. So it's 400,000. That's in a tip account today. Yes. Yep. And what do we get on TIF every year? Do you know? So this, it, it varies depending on the value of the land in the urban renewal. Right. Okay. It had been a hundred and some thousand dollars for lots of years. When you back, what was on? Right. It rolled off this current year. It's $35,000. We've got our numbers for next year and it'll be like $62,000. 60 something. Because of like, uh, a couple of years ago, we had added mainly downtown. Downtown, and, and then that's and then my area. Yep, and your area. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts about about trying to we're we're going to get approached by all of these developers. What's the answer when when the developers come asking? Well, so the last meeting you hadn't heard back from Lakewood Partners. Have you heard back? Um, you know, nothing new. John talked to I, I talked to Scott. Oh, I said, if you're going to do something, you got to get up and tell us what you want, and then we can sort out what you're going to get. And, and what did he say? Still working on it? Or? Well, they've been busy now, but he, he talked to a partner, and hopefully he'll have it done in a week. Okay. You got to get up here to. You're not going to get everything you want, but ask for what you want and we'll sort it out. Because everybody's going to get the value of the other developments are all going to want some money changes. Right. Well, and at what point does the city finally say, and I'm asking, I don't know the answer to this, what point do we finally say, we'd love to help you, but at this point in time, we can't? Because it's hard to, if we've given Bobby some and we got out with 20, so you kind of got to treat them all. Right, you kind of got to treat them fair and equitable, but pretty hard to get blood out of a turnip. Yeah. The old saying, you know, um, I mean, because then let's say do a hypothetical, but then like when partners gets so much, then Yankees gets so much, then we get another guy comes to town, and he wants a development area somewhere else, and he gets so much, we don't have the money to give to everybody. And at what point in time do we wait for these other ones to get filled in? So the money that's, starts coming back that's in. Very, that's very important. Yeah, yeah that's why you sure don't want to be overbuilt. You know, yeah. that's why I was asking how long turnaround will be because, like I said, all of a sudden you get a flood of, you know, because you know Bobby's is going to be more high end. You know, Lakewood Partners they're going to be nice, but they're not going to be, you know. So I mean, but you look at these figures and Hankey's property is going to be the most expensive. It says on the back of it, together faster yeah. it's the but their contract says it's only good if the city helps finance it right then i guess but i don't know what it, that means what help finance but is it yeah. but like i said isn't aren't they planning on if they would get the go-ahead or whatever yeah, they, could they would quickly. they yeah. would move forward immediately yeah. they're not going to yeah. be like bobby yeah. just like taking yeah. quite so forever the line on top that they were going to put four up right away because those are the two hundred thousand dollar homes that would sell quicker than most Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you want to get them up early because when these other ones come on, you know, yeah. I've got competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to do I want to live on that side of the lake or that side of the lake? Right. You know? And that's 
that's important, you know, and that's when we look at Hankey's problem and they want us to do it all, I'd see what you could say about it. But on the other hand, it becomes their worry about putting up powers and getting it developed. You know, we put our same stuff, put our what we put in every other project the same so that we're not right over extending ourselves plus we're not giving one guy something another guy nothing you know yeah it, but my point is when do we say we've got so much development going on now we have to hold off a year or two before we add into more development you know, look at the checklist so it, yeah it, it, it may be because it, it goes it, back to where goes back to we got a water main up by Jacobson's that we know we got to replace. We've got a street on behind where you used to live. Lakewood Drive. Lakewood Drive. Lakewood Drive. Lake Shore Drive. We need to. I mean, we, we can't be giving something to Peter when we've got to take care of Paul. We can't do it all. Right. And we got to take care of what we got. Yeah, I, think, I think we've done a pretty good job about that. I, I think we, there's, there's always improvements, but you look at our streets, you look at our, what our <coughs> houses look like, you look at our downtown now, you know, the, to me, my goal is to see Rudd's building disappear someday, you know, and get that into a development of some sort. I'm so. not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying some of that stuff, if we went out and stuck our neck out with four developments, then all yeah. of a sudden we have a price bill. Well, we the have economy turns south and well, I'm not even talking that. I'm talking water mains start busted and we've got to fix them. We have no choice. I mean, it's like, it goes back to, I'd like to put a deck on my house and redo it, but I need a furnace on my house. Which one do I do first? Where's your rainy day fund? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bobby's is essentially done. Just right, right. And, and I'm not sure how fast Hankies are going to take off. I don't know. Well, and, and I know the Brotherton said that they're going to start building Right away, that's as soon as everything's in place. Yeah. That's their goal, and I know they'll build at least one house. I mean, but I think he's already had three or four people approaching. That's what he said. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just don't know where where we get the fund unless we do a bond thing. I guess you'd say. It's, well, it really would suggest that that you could look at something that has some amount of, of an upfront incentive to assist them with getting started, but that it pays on the backside, that it, that it pays after the development occurs. So we get the money, just not gonna get able to do it. Yeah. We'll get the money. And I'm all for assistance yes. somewhat. Yeah. Don't we, get me wrong. We gotta be a partner for that. Yeah. We've been bitching about housing for years. Now yep. we got it. And the problem we got is we got too many now. <laughs> yeah. well, my, my, worry is, my worry is, People on the west side of town that want more water pressure, right. and, but well, we, don't have, we don't have the money to spend on that now because we're spending it on more houses. Well, on the right we're just talking about, you know, that being on a priority list. What's that be? I mean, we we talk about that with Jim, two inch line versus yeah. I, I, that's it's got. Yeah, we've known for a couple of years that water lines were good from the motel up there. Mm -hmm. You know, the city guys they have passed it. We know it's got to get done. It's been mandated. <clears throat> you know, but how to balance which way we want to go and how much. But a 
if we do it on the back side, they get some money. That'd be a lot easier for us. We could drag it out from a tax cash flow perspective. Yeah, yeah. Right, so three. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I think option two, three would be the answer we give them if they want to know what we're going to give. Oh yeah. I say I don't want you to say we only had three options because there's there's as many options as you want to think about. They may have a different one too. Sure. They yeah. might have a better idea than we Who knows? Um okay. <laughs> there's so many things for us to think about. Man, we got a lot of things. There is a lot of things. Um Good problem to have. You bet. Yeah, I love it. It's, That's why we're here. Right? It is great. Couple other issues though that uh, don't require as much discussion. Brush pile site. Did 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 you swing out there and take a look and see how how the concrete and everything is pushed back up there? Okay, I think it can be very functional. Yeah. And um, we won't have any problems with them pushing stuff over the side and disturbing any of the old embers and restarting stuff. You know, it um, won't have problems with that. When you really get down to it, my question is deals with burning the dump site. And we have not purposefully burnt that dump site for several years. We should have talked, we should have talked about that when Jimmy was here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I can tell you what we've talked about as a fire department. We, we're thrilled that the berm is around there. But, you know, to manage that as a city, a pile in the middle of that could be burnt once a week or once every 10 days. If the wind's in the right direction. Right. right. If, if it's not too windy. And where it's a manageable pile that burns out and it's done. The downside of that is you might have to make two piles because some of that's going to be very green stuff and not going to burn very good. So, you know, we talked about Odin. Odin Bolt burns theirs every day. Really, those mile and a half out of town. They're a mile and a half out of town. We really don't have the, yeah. the smoke problem. Because we have a smoke problem. How well do you know Dave Snyder? <laughs> You're going to get to know him a lot better. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, <laughs> it would quite, be an issue if you yeah, got allergies got, and whatnot. Got, I mean, it's, problems. It's, it's, it's a serious, serious issue. With, yep. um, <clears throat> I don't. But when it catches fire, we won't burn. We don't want it to burn. It burns for two weeks. Right. You know, it'd be nice if I had north wind. Two hours is gone. What's the longevity of, of it just not burning it? Just keep pushing it in. But I mean, I mean uh, we got how many acres out there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's we that's keep pushing it back. We keep pushing it back. That's, that's all that we've really done for the past. You know, God, it's been three or four years. Three years. Yeah. Three years. But some people yeah. dump some ashes in there to catch the damn thing on fire, and they can't put it out. Never will. Well, we got a city. Well, if we get a trailer, I think the metal box. I looked around. I haven't seen any yet. The metal bottom that we could haul them over yet. They, they make them, but I, I'm not saying it's. Yeah, I don't. But I just throwing them ideas out there. Yeah. Talk to Eric about that, and he was really on board. And and having that dump trailer, and you run it by the fire hydrant and put, yeah, hose it down before you take it out there. Yeah. Would cure a lot of it. Yeah. You take out the hot ashes, they can smolder for weeks before they take but, off. Again. Yeah. But a smaller manageable brush pile is going to burn up rather quick. And not create all the smoldering smoke like we've had. Yeah, past. it lingers in town at night. Right. You know, right. It's calm. Otherwise, the wind blows all the time. 
I think it's something that we should at least try once. Yeah, I guess my with the wind out of the north. My take on this is is that again, if you'd like to have policy about what it is that we would do, that the city council would would uh, uh, would yeah, formulate what the policy is going to be. And just as we do this, there's enough interest out there in the community that we certainly would let the community know what's going on and give them opportunity for input. It's a valuable asset to our community to have. Yes. Oh, Otherwise, the county dishes would be full of stuff. Right. And still get stuff we don't want, but we've got a camera that catches it. Once in a while. Do we have the hard drive to catch it? Here we do. Yeah. You do up here. Jeremy's looking at cameras for the city. But I, I, I do think a smaller manageable file might be easier where it ain't burning for a week. Person. Can we can we section off? So nobody adds to that pile except for this, this city tractor and loader, you know, to push it in when the when the wind is in a favorable direction. You know, have them have pile it we, somewhere and then we push it into the burn section. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we certainly can do that. They even, you know, just for the past years, basically, I think once a week they go out there and push everything back to yeah, they've been, to been get, doing a good job to get it to the spot where. So then, went, do you so. need to let the the residents know when you're planning to burn? I think that's pretty tough. Other than, other than social media is out there now, and, and you can put. I mean, I know because of when and stuff, that's going to be yeah. a factor, but I mean, if they have an idea, a routine of when you're going to be doing it, that might help some of them, you know. Every second Wednesday. Yeah, if the wind yeah. is permissible, that's when you would do it. Is that the type of policy you're looking for, Scott? Um, and not even, not even by date, just main. The, the main. Policy would be the city would authorize burning at, at the dump site, and uh, and burning would would be done periodically during times when the winds in the right direction, basically to to limit impact to the community. Yeah. But if on the day when you're planning it or something, you could still put something on Facebook or whatever. I would think so. Sure. Right. Yep. Or the making site or something. It'll burn really good ten times, but the one time it doesn't burn. The phones are going yeah. Yeah. Yep. They can still do it, right? Just that we're doing it, it's going to upset some. Yes. Yeah. 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 Can't make them all happy. No, that's true. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, well, we can get a chipper, chip it all up, and use marks for a bump up. That's for the bump up. Yeah. It would just generate a lot of mulch. <laughs> we yeah. would have a lot of mulch. It's that storm weight there. The redemption center out there on the road, and they had so much chips that nobody would come and get them anyway. So that was a waste. But they'd be easier to pack in the ground if they were chipped up. Take a lot of labor. A lot of labor. A lot of labor. A lot of labor costs there. And we have one machine we have. Yeah, we own a chipper. Oh, no. I guess I didn't realize a hand feed chipper. Yeah, because they have a small one. That's a Take all day to feed it through there one brick at a time. Okay, I didn't realize that. Hey, just a couple other things, and this was was FYI, really, as we were discussing Camp Crescent stuff. Page 11 of the agenda packet shows that revenue and expenses, and we tried to include everything in there, Dale, to, I see, to uh, uh, really give more of an accurate uh, reference to the electric PA rate. That's our what we pay for. PA, public authority. That's a that's our rate. Yeah. Which is 
just a little bit about what it says. Okay, so. And then you yeah. see garbage on that as part of expenses. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not listed any anything separate, Mike. The way our garbage contract is is written, we pay we pay Rudd a lump sum per month, okay, and that's all included in the lump sum. We've never broke it out to figure out what the cost for the residents in the community are paying for the help and pay for the garbage in the campground. True. Yeah, I mean it's and at the city shed, city shed, city park, park, all the churches. Yeah, churches don't pay. Well, churches don't pay. No. So then why can we not get a dumpster at the fire department? Well, everybody else is good, but I, I guess I've not heard it. I'd like to know the answer to that question because, you know, we now have to haul that to one of our personal places when we have meetings and stuff. Can yeah, just haul it up here? So the ambulance shed is right next to the fire station and it's split. You can split it. It'll be parked on our ground. They used stocks for years. Yeah, we did. Jim paid for all that. Yeah, Jim paid for that. Yeah, uh, sure. and, and now that's gone. Yeah, and now we're actually back, backed it up and all away after meetings or uh, okay. yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot. I mean, whether it's a dumpster or whether it's a garbage can set out on garbage day, it's it's I, I think that's you know when we had one there once. Bill brought one up there, and then all of a sudden it disappeared. So. Like state dual, we you know cost six hundred bucks to buy a dumpster. But there's extra ones sitting at the campground now. Otherwise, they're during the summer they're in use. But yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, just really F, uh, FYI there as far as um, taking a look at the as you get to the bottom of the page, the operations plus or minus. So it'll, it's operations look good, and then we put the capital projects there at the bottom. So no matter how they were funded, they still show there as a cap, campground capital project, because like some of that last concrete pad project was paid for with sales tax, but it still shows there. All right, flip to the next page then. So, so, page. so well, this is a quick question. So basically, when we spent that 150, we're investing everything back in minus that 11,000. Investing everything back into our campground. Yeah. Yeah. And it pays for all parts, department operations, right. yep. and yep. stuff, so that's not paid for by property taxes. Okay, page 12. Let's just run through this real quick. I know it's getting late, but this ends up being really important about property tax. And according to the timeline that we had laid out, uh, for what we'd like to do with budget, this next meeting on, on uh, the 17th, we will consider property taxes and set a public hearing date for what the maximum public uh, property tax levy might be. Okay, so that is the timeline that we laid out at the beginning. I will tell you, if you don't feel comfortable with that and we're not far enough along with this, there's some time we can flux this year if need be. Okay. But um, so I do. This always looks great when we when we look at the, the taxable valuations uh, in Sac County and compare us against all of the other communities. And uh, we had a 9.6 million dollar increase from last year to to this year, 10.86 percent. So the the taxable valuation in Lakeview went up 10.86 percent. 
that over the years that you've got printed here, you've gone up what twenty five million dollars. Yep. Well, yeah. Sac City's only gone up five million. Yeah. Is that crazy? It's so we of course we see some some uh, some new construction and everything, and that adds year to year to year to year. But you know, truthfully, the still the biggest way that our assessment increases is by reevaluation from the from the assessor's office. So looking at that spreadsheet again, just knowing that that our, our valuation went up to 10.86%. Um, oh, Justin was down here today going through our building permits. And I was talking with him about like about Wall Lake, Wall Lake was so high. Um, there's, there's some new construction over there. And then some of Western Iowa energy rolled off the tip. So it went back on their on their regular tax rolls and stuff. So that's uh, part so of the So the evacuate rolled off their tips. Did that last last year? Yeah. So that's why we had the 10 million increase last year. Yes. Yep. They were they were about six million of that. So then look at the bottom two lines on this, where it's the value of Lakeview's fifth district. <clears throat> and you could you could see that, you know, over the past several years at 5.7, 6.3, 6.3 million. That's when Evaco's still in there. They had rolled off then last year, and the value in the TIF district was 1.4 million. This year, we've added some new value back in there again, so it's 2.6 million. And we always get questions about then what's the what's the percentage of our taxable value then that, that we have in in TIF, as it's affecting uh, not just the city but the other tax entities. So it's 2.6 percent. 2.6 percent of our of our taxable value is within the TIF district. Next uh, sheet on page 13 just shows a property tax analysis comparing the current year to um, what would be uh, next budget year. This is prepared assuming that the, the total tax levy remains the same, $7.95 per thousand dollars. Okay, you look at uh, to compare, you can compare this line to line and the assessed valuation of uh, this year versus this next budget year. See, it goes up from 150 to 175. Don't get hung up on the assessed valuation because that's just total assessed valuation. We're always much more interested in the taxable valuation and, and that's what it is after all the rollbacks are considered. Are considered. So again, 98,000 this uh, upcoming year versus 88 now. See what happened to the residential rollback. This current year, 56.4%. So, um, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollar house, it's rolled back to fifty six thousand four hundred for your taxable purposes. Okay, and then if you had that hundred thousand dollars house for this upcoming year, it's rolled back to fifty four thousand one hundred. So the rollback went down, and so the uh, if we didn't see these increased values, you know, our value would have gone down a little bit. This rollback went down. But we did see some some increased value and in, in then the reassessment. Okay, the commercial and industrial is at 90%. The multifamily residential is still uh, still going down 
3.75% every year until it gets to be the same as the uh, as residential. So 63.75% for this upcoming year. Multifamily residential is apartments, you know, that type of stuff. But the biggest multifamily residential one that we have in town would be the nursing home. And, and that's assessed underneath that, that classification. So they're, they're assessed next year at 63 and a, uh, 63.75%. We- Can you explain to me again, if maybe I missed it, but why is the rollback going down? Believe it or not, it has to do with the value of ag land in, in Iowa. Because their ag land's going up, so they're, the two of them are tied together. And that um, the that statewide value uh, values of everything can only go up three percent, and everything's tied together. And because of the way things are tied together, um, the valuation of residential properties goes down. Okay. So. Historically, we have levied two types of taxes here. We, of course, levy a general fund tax, and we levy a tax for debt service, and we have historically carried one bond, uh, one bond that we pay with property tax, at least. We, we have always had one street bond. We still have one street bond outstanding. Is that the street up by the old water tower or by the school? Oh. Yeah, that, that was the that large one project. project. That was the large project, and we're still paying for that. So that shows you what the dollars would be comparing last year's to this year's. This current year, we had total general fund dollars of 622000 At the same tax rate, same total tax rate for next year, that would increase to $701,000. And this is more explained than on the next page on that spreadsheet. So let's let's just look at the the middle of the page, um, the the uh, the two columns, and then and then the right column will tells you the amount of change from year to year. <clears throat> but if you got this current year, and we said that we want the general fund dollars to remain the same. They can uh, then compare that the general fund dollars this year, 622, it's 622 next year. Okay, our debt service changes a little bit just because the uh, repayment amount that's due next year has gone down a couple thousand dollars. Okay, so you're looking at the total tax levy where it says 7.9948 